Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. We're sponsored by Overcast, an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everyone. Get it for free on the App Store. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... The Holiday Ruiner. No! No! Don't allow that party pooper into the door! Friendship between humans has many benefits But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits View friendship at the problem Trin, I had a dream last night yeah. that I was sitting on my front steps, which I've literally never done, <laughs> and I was surrounded by basically like all my friends. We were just like hanging out on the stoop. And I got a phone call and it was from Chris Evans. What? And I took it accidentally on purpose in front of all my friends. That's so good. And everyone was like, ooh, is that him? Like, oh, is that the guy you're dating? And I don't, I don't know what my situation with my husband was in this dream. I just don't think he was he existed. Um, and uh people and he like I was like, let's get on FaceTime. So I FaceTimed him and he was wearing the sweater. <laughs> I woke up and was like, hey, thanks, brain. That was, that was pretty nice. That was a good thing your brain did for you. Honestly, I feel like if if your partner existed in this dream universe, you'd figure it out with Chris We'd Evans. We'd figure it out. I mean, yeah. we, of course, there's a list of people. It's like, yeah, you can do Chris Evans. Like, like, like maybe we both can. I know. I was just thinking, like, Chris Evans is probably on his list. Like, let's be real. Let's see what everyone's down for and then <laughs> uh, make a list, reconvene, and see where we've got some compromises we can make. Is that him? Is he calling you again? Ooh. Ooh. Cooties. <laughs> Jen, that's wonderful. Thank One time you. I had a dream that I was covered in um, Black Lab puppies. And it was wonderful. And uh, but apparently I was in my dream. I was being like, no, these puppies, get them off. Like being like, ah, yeah. But out loud, I was saying no. (laughs) And my partner at the time was like, are you okay?" And I'm like, you just woke me up from the best dream I've ever had. That's amazing. People sleep talking is like a top 10 funniest thing for me. Oh, I talk in my sleep constantly. Do you? I do. Are I you do. aware of it? Do you wake yourself up ever? Uh, sometimes I do. Um, I So I chomp in my sleep. I talk in my sleep. And uh, I don't know why. But I thrash. You do. I'm a thrasher. You're a thrasher. And that's okay. I'm a thrasher shark. And it's wonderful. Because <laughs> it's like, so I, I, have, I am a tossy turning kind of person. I'm a terrible person to sleep with in a bed. And I sometimes I'm like Jen would also be. Oh yeah. But oh, I'm I'm the worst. But here's the thing: you only thrash like a few times, then you're out. <laughs> you know, so it's like I'm slowly I'm like, settling mm, down. Like, uh, but you're just like I'm getting them out. I'm getting uh, getting the crazies uh, out. Yeah, <laughs> sleep thrash. Uh. My uh, my grandma uh, <laughs> used to refer to so when you know when you you got ants in your pants. Oh yeah. Uh, she's Italian, um, so she'd call them the vermi, which just means you've got the worms. <laughs> It did, like it took me a really long time to be like vermi, vermicelli. Oh, sh- you have worms. I love it. Yeah, she foresaw. I got the sleepworms. <laughs> sleep. I also kick incessantly. Yeah. I also do this. I also always. I've been like this since a kid. I since I was a kid, I always have to keep like a pillow between my knees. Like I always like oh yeah, squish on a pillow. It's comfy. But if there's not a pillow, I will throw that leg over the dog, <laughs> over my husband. <laughs> and many a time I've woken up and been like, holy shit, what happened in here? Like, the, like, like a riot. Like, yeah, wow. Because they're tor- like a tornado passed through here. And it was just a hurricane Jen. Yeah, hurricane Jen going, taking, having a restful nap. 
I need to hug something. So I have so, you know, they always say that like women or whatever have a preponderance of pillows on their bed. Yeah. But I have three that I require. One for my head, one to hug until Bugs comes into bed and will and will take their place. And then one I just put over my head. Oh, that's key. And I just have like a like a I make a fortress of pillows yeah. for myself. I like one against my back too. Yeah. I feel safer. Sometimes Mavi and I sleep back to back and it's like I'm watching the south door and she's watching the north door. It's like, you good over there? Got it. 10-4. You've got a uh, full 360 surveillance. Yeah, Mavi, let really me know good. if you see anything suspicious. Are you doing anything special for Mabby, Mabby for Krimbus? Um, You know, we haven't been super big on giving her presents for her birthday and stuff over the years. And I, I would feel bad about it, except we fucking celebrate her every single day. She's, she's so a, spoiled. She's a dog. She doesn't know what a birthday is. She also doesn't is. give a shit. Yeah. About the birth of Christ? Nothing. <laughs> she actually does know about the birth of Christ. She's very <laughs> religious. <laughs> it's weird. We don't know where she picked that up. Like, who taught you that? You get that at school? Um, But last year we did get her a huge, like, box of tennis balls, mm. just like a hundred of them, because we keep losing them. Or we throw them over the fence, or they simply get too gross. And the grosser the tennis ball, the more she likes it. And it's like this is too much, just slobbery and She's dirty. She's a nasty girl. Um, but we still have tennis balls left over, so maybe we'll just gift her more tennis balls. She won't know. She'll have no idea. Just, just say like, thank you for these tennis balls. Well, thank you. Yeah. Do you get stuff for your pets? Uh, I it depends. Um, so my parents always give my cat something. So, so I'm trying to do this thing. This is hard. I'm trying to do this thing in gift giving where. Every gift that I'm going to give, I want it to be a combination of like something that I delight in giving them and something they'd want to receive. So good. Something useful. I'm trying to do that too. Like I'm not trying to give people anything that might, that they might not use. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to give and get less stuff in general. I think that's a great idea. So for um, my parents, I got them a little ornament that has three cats on it because I have two and they have one. It's oh, all three of our Parents case. fucking love ornaments. They love, love ornaments. ornaments. Why? I don't know. It's like, if I become a parent, am I immediately going to snap on and be like, gotta decorate with ornaments. And every year we go through all the ornaments and we're like, this is so ugly. Why did your Aunt Marietta <laughs> make this for us? We have three of them. And then we'll find things that are just a keychain that we like putting on the tree. Yeah. You know, it's like at some point you're going to have to pare down. Yeah. At some point these got to go. Yeah. Do you, uh, so your family sounds like they're like an, like a family heirloom. Kids make this kind of tree, not like a fancy, like all the glass balls. Yeah. yeah. So it's funny. My partner and I went to my parents uh, this weekend to help them decorate their tree. And we got there and the tree was fully decorated and looked gorgeous. But it turns out that those were just the nice ornaments. So my mom put a layer of like the store bought like ornaments that like match and then just a whole like, you know, one of those apple boxes you get from a grocery store, like empty when you're moving, yeah. full of bullshit that oh, we made. the bullshit, crappy ones. Popsicle sticks, doilies, little felt confettis, like pictures of us when we had really huge 90s hair. Oh, like I love just, the 90s hair. Oh, God. The scrunchies, the scrunchies, Jen. Oh, my God. I love scrunchies. Oh, a tree and decorated scrunchies would be hilarious. That actually but that would go viral as fuck yeah somebody take their idea yeah steal it one thing that has been happening too much so uh today um my partner texted me uh, because he's been doing uh holiday baking and he says any last requests for christmas breaking baking and i said my request is to stop baking (laughs) i ate two peanut butter balls for lunch i had a butter tart for breakfast you know, when what he said, he said, I don't have a recipe for stop baking. <laughs> That's such a Connell response. I, I love hate it. it. 
Because he was like, can't you just not eat the dessert? Oh, that's not possible. It's not. Thank you, Jen. When there's like delicious things in the house, you have to eat them or else other people are going to eat them. Oh, yeah. Defensive eating. Yeah. You've got to eat it before someone else does. Totally understand. Yeah. I uh, I think it's it's when it's baked in your own home. Yeah. How can you not? Get into that. No. Who who could possibly resist? We have four different types of vegan baked goods in our home right now because oh of him. Oh, my gosh. And he's expecting what me a, to not eat them? What a good little food provider. But also terrible. Like, knock it off. Like, yeah, maybe take a break. Like, what am I supposed <laughs> to do? Like, I think you just have to keep eating them. He's powerless. He's a, he's on a baking frenzy. And he's he has an office job, so he could bring the stuff into work. And oh, that would make him popular. And he's just like, but I, I want to keep them. I made them. And I'm, oh. I'm like, I get it. He wants to feed his wife. But I want him to not. <laughs> I want <laughs> just beans. That's all I need is beans. Beans. And uh, what else do you like? You like broccoli? I like beans. I like broccoli. Leaves. I, various leaves. Any, most leaves, I would yeah. say. I can't think of a leaf I didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of a leaf I wouldn't eat. Speaking of holiday treasures and delicious dinners, we've got a question. I I it's don't even know. It's holiday themed, sort of. But I don't know. What to do I with think this. I think what we're going to talk about could be relative to the holidays, but also just any situation in which you're around someone you don't like. Yeah, you're trapped. Yeah. Do you want to read this one? I think it's your turn. Yeah, I think I will. Thanks, Jen. Dear Jen Entrin, long story short, a guy I hated in high school five years ago. We are now twenty three and twenty four is dating my cousin, so I have to deal with him again on Krampus. Oh, no. The guy, we will call him Gregory, was a year ahead of me in school and my coworker at a nice restaurant in town. The job sucked, I will admit this, but he continually foisted all of his work, dishes and busing, on me. He would cancel for dumb reasons and expect me to fill in. And on top of all that, he dated my dear friend... Not best friend, but I really liked her, and I hope she's dating a better dude now. <laughs> and cheated on her during that time. And I'll be honest, I'm a little proud of this, even though I can admit it was a bad idea. I called him on her phone to yell at him for her. Fantastic. Which, fortunately, made him break up with her and quit his job with me. I thought I was in the clear of him for life, but little did I know. Oh, man. I know we were 17 back then, but he just did so many awful things to me in a row that I have to assume he has retained at least some of these shitty qualities as an adult. My cousin met him in college and did not go to high school with him, so she has no idea that he was a total dick at least a few years ago, if not to this day. He's a shirtless Instagram douche. And I will, <laughs> yes. And I will literally try to fistfight him if he cheats on my cousin, whom I do not even like that much. What should I do when my cousin brings him to my aunt's Christmas Eve party? There will only be about a dozen of us there, so at some point, perhaps the weird white elephant gift exchange that we do at the end, we will have to interact. This is the plot of a movie that I would watch and enjoy. But, like, here's the thing, though. Despite the bombastic way that the asker asks this question, at the end of the day, it's pretty mundane. I mean, like... You're right. All the exciting things have already happened. The phone yelling. Yes. The quitting the job. That's all in the past. And it was all things that were done by, like, 16 and 17-year-olds. You know? So, like, so probably the phone call <laughs> when the asker called this person... Uh, the asker, she, her, by the way, I did not say that in the beginning. So... 
based on all of these things, like the, the, that phone call probably wasn't like the and this and another thing. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. probably like, well, well, fuck you. Well, fuck you, too. You know, because these are, it's not that dramatic in real life. They're not that articulate in real life. Yeah, you're right. It's not like a movie. Yeah. And like the sorry, but like you make a really great point, though, is that like, you know, foisting your work on a 17 year old foisting work on another 17 year old. Not that dramatic. A 17 yeah. year old cheating on another 17 year old. Really not that dramatic. So I think that the, that the first thing that we need to do for this asker is put into your mind that, yes, these mistakes are super douchey and there are a lot of mistakes that this person made, but like they are all teenager mistakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just want to float the idea. Let's just put it in the, like, let's just say it. What if he is not as douchey now? <laughs> I would assume he has to be. He has to grown grown up a little bit. And yeah. if he hasn't, I mean, some shitty people stay shitty forever. We will we will definitely acknowledge that. Totally. Especially people that are like, I almost said, like, like family members are on the holidays. Sometimes people just do not change. We totally, totally acknowledge that. But maybe it's possible that we just try just for like, just like 20 minutes. Let's just try to maybe go into this with an open mind. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I said know. That. I'm it, sorry. Ugh. I know you just want to hate this guy and he might suck. He might still suck. He might be worse. Yeah. But like, let's, let's explore the possibility that he doesn't suck now. Yeah. I mean, explore the possibility that he's a, like an actual full grown adult now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's an Instagram fitness douche, with, and that's pretty funny. <laughs> the shirtless Instagram <laughs> douche. Oh, man. I don't know. I got a lot of friends who are like, you know, Instagram titty ladies. Oh, I know. And it's like, it's fine. It's fine. They're doing their thing. It's fine. It doesn't, um, it actually doesn't really bother me that people do that stuff. because, And if it does, or if I don't want those like images about fitness or whatever in my feed, I just mute or unfollow. I'm just, I'm picturing this guy shirtless holding a fish. Oh, on, yeah, on totally. That's, yeah, 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 that's definitely happened. That's in there. And so I don't think you need to go into this like perfectly like, oh, this guy's going to be fine. I'm going to uh, like when we say open, go into this with an open mind. We don't mean let your guard down. Yeah. Or don't like immediately forget and forgive. But we right. do mean like. If he shows you kindness and he shows your family members kindness at this event, I think you can give that in turn. Yes. If he shows neutrality at this event, I mean, he might remember this very differently. He might remember like some girl who was not involved in my life at all yelled at me on the phone and I was so embarrassed that I broke up with my girlfriend and quit my job. I know. I mean, like, let's... I know no one wants to do this, but let's consider his point of view for a moment. I know. Let's, I hate look, doing let's that. put ourselves in the enemy's shoes. He's going to this party for meeting all of the family. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a nightmare. Yeah, because th this has to be a new relationship because this question would have come, I'd say, the first year. It's not like, oh, I saw him last year and he ruined my damn Christmas. Yeah, it might be harder for him than it is for you. Then again, he might be one of those fools who is just does not give a fuck about other people think. But unlikely. I, I hope it's unlikely. You know, it is the season for showing a little mercy. So that's what I'm going to give this this fool. Yeah. <laughs> and like, even if he retains his full level of douche, he's going to, like Jen said, be meeting the family. So he'll probably be on his best behavior anyway, even if it is fake behavior. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So I guess I would say to the asker, which is, uh, I would say have a plan. Let's yeah. have a plan going in here. You mentioned I'm going to have to interact with them at some point in the party, maybe at the end when we do the gift exchange. Here's the thing. I would say interact immediately. 
Yeah. Like, don't rush up to him. But like when introductions are going around, get in the mix. Get in the mix then. Otherwise, it's just awkward, even awkward on top of awkward if you're pretending not to recognize him. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I well, here's the other thing. Don't expect him to recognize you either. Oh, man, that's such a good tip. I mean, you may just like look different. Try not to be offended if he doesn't recognize you as or if the he remembers girl things. Called you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Teenage boys are very stupid, and they have select memories. Teenagers are very stupid. Yeah, regardless of like, the gender. But he, you're right. He might remember this completely differently. Yeah, yeah. I, I think go into this as though you are meeting a new person who you have coincidental similarities in your backstory with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, get the hello out of the way. Be like, hey, um, it's me, my name. Hi, Greg the Egg. Good. Thanks for coming. I can take your coat. I'm going to go grab a drink. Do you want anything? Cool. Yeah. Someone else will get it for you. <laughs> <laughs> or even like, oh, hey, Gregory, it's me, T- Tina McMina from uh, McMina Junior High School. We, You know, we had this class together. Uh, cool. Bye. Cool. Well, glad to see you. Sort of. Not really. Yeah. Or you could even be like, this is so weird. We went to high school together. Yeah, what a coincidence. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think it's ever, there's no situation in which this isn't going to be a little bit strange for you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, um, like I, I, the, I'm thinking about like if a classmate showed up with my cousin at a party, like there's no situation. Just expect it to be a little weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and it feels like crossing the streams. It feels wrong. It feels like an invasion. Yeah, like it's the boundaries. Like, what are you doing here? It's like seeing a teacher at the grocery store. But unfortunately, teachers are absolutely legally allowed to grocery shop. I and know. your cousin is legally allowed to date another adult person. You do have to expect some awkwardness, like you said, and don't consider it a huge failure of the night when it's immediately awkward. Like, just expect it. Expect it to be a little strange. Another thing I would do is have brief small talk ready and have escape routes ready. Yes. Like, be like, oh, my phone's ringing. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, I have the major shits. Yeah, I'm going to walk the dog. I'm going to run outside and get some air. I'll be right back. I'm going to go throw up on the lawn. I'm going to go outside and smoke a (laughs) blunt. Just a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I would also say have someone you can vent to about him that is not at the party. Like, don't don't gossip, whisper loudly about him at the party. Yes. Because it's a small event. People will know immediately what's going on. Like, use your phone and text someone funny updates if you need to use that to help you get through the weirdness. And make sure that you go into your phone and turn off a show preview of text. Yes. And perhaps put a passcode on your phone yeah. uh, so that you can lock down the situation and complain to whomever you want without fear. Yes. Um, on that note, drink a lot or none at all. <laughs> right. Like either drink so much that you have fun or drink so little that you can can you can absolutely control yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And take breaks when you need to. Like, um, I mean, don't I wouldn't say give them the cold shoulder, but be like, hey, I'll be right back. And you don't need to explain yourself. Like, go go introvert in the coat room in the closet for a moment. Right. Oh, hey, look, the other side of the room. I love, well, one of the things that got me into loving games is uh, how much they distract people and keep them from saying things that are bad. So, like, when you play a game, like, if you bring, we always love to plug our our friends' games. So, like, TKO, Quiplash, um, like, the Jackbox Party Pack, something like that, where everybody can play. There are rules for talking with one another. Uh, You're not having a conversation, but you're engaging with one another. Yeah, do that. Yeah. I mean, I love a game as a social buffer. It's really helpful. Whether you're a host or you're a guest, I think it's really, really helpful. 
Well, basically, I guess what we're trying to do is trying to get, I always feel less anxious when I have a plan, even if it's like a nebulous, vague, hypothetical, like if this happens, I'll do this. I guess we just want you to attempt to give him a chance to make the evening not horrible. So uh, let's think about what kind of behavior would actually necessitate you stepping in and calling this person out. If he starts making like, so you mentioned things like foisting work off onto you and cheating on people. And the common thread between these things seems to be he wronged many people who were women. I would say the most likely behavior retained, if there are any, might be some bro-level misogyny. You can say something if he says something that's uncomfortable. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, if and when you must feel that you must call this person out, and there are certainly many reasons why someone would you would need to do this in a group of people, make it for a new reason, not something he did when he was 17. Yes. Make sure it's something like that he says in the moment. Like, if you're going to hate him, hate him as an adult. Yeah, give him. make sure he gives you a new, fresh reason to, to hate him. Exactly. I agree. Like, uh, if he makes like a women in the kitchen joke, just be like, no. Yeah, dude, no. No, thank you. Yeah. And there's many different levels of calling someone out on their shitty behavior. You can be like, dude, cut that out. Or, hey, we don't talk like that. Yeah. And my favorite is just like, no. Or boo. Boo. And I also, we want to make sure that you know that when you call out bad behavior, you are not making things uncomfortable. The person who said the thing made things uncomfortable for you. That is what happened. If you make things uncomfortable for that person in turn, that is appropriate. That's a and, consequence. And that's a consequence of, of saying something terrible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I just um, I, I don't see it happening, though. I, I imagine that this bro is going to be on his best behavior. And what I'm hoping is that in the intervening years between now and, and the time that you knew him, like perhaps he actually like grew through some of that. Yeah. I mean, I s- hope to God I'm I was different at 25 than I was when I was 17. Yeah. I hope that he looks back on those memories and is like, Egh. Oh, so, oh, I did not handle that well. Or yikes, that was so bad. And I hope he has someone in his life uh, that doesn't need to be you or your cousin that calls him out when he does misbehave. Yeah. One thing I always respected and uh, appreciated about my mom was uh, when my older brother was acting shitty about women, she called him out. Yeah. And he was I wouldn't call him like a like a he's not I wouldn't say he's a misogynistic person. But when he was 16, 17, he was a 16, 17 year old white cis man who dated a lot. And my mom even got a whiff that he was leading someone on or like not returning her calls or making someone feel bad. My mom would yell at him. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, huh, like that made an impression on me. I mean, and that's important because the truth is everything in society is telling this dude, I mean, and, and I'm using a very like hypothetical version of this dude because once again, we really don't know anything about him as an adult. But society is providing the programming for misogyny. And so our parents have to like their job is to step in and to counter that as much as they possibly can. Like, unfortunately, this dude was trained to treat women as disposable people who do his work because that's what society kind of wants us to do. absorbing all the messages he was meant to absorb. Absolutely. Um, And that's why we say you don't have to let your guard down because there are there is every chance they could be terrible. But there is also every chance he could be fine. Yeah, we believe in growth. We think it's important to allow him to be better. And if he's not, maybe you can talk to your cousin after. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so in what situation would this person want to talk to the cousin? Definitely when they can have a private moment. <laughs> well, I mean, like, uh, what, like what would cause that? Right. Yeah. I mean, if he says something really gross about, I don't know, a commercial on TV, 
Right. If he passes off all of his plates to all the women with no expectation of giving getting up to help. Right. I, I agree with you, Jen. So it's like if if you see things that fit the pattern of his behavior in the past. And also, you don't really like this cousin that much, according to the question. Yeah. So like so you can take or leave this. But if it, if it is so bad, and again, this is going to be like an outlier potentiality. We don't think this is probably going to happen. But if he is so bad that you need to say like, hey, cousin, like he said this thing and this thing. And to tell you the truth, it wouldn't hit me so hard, except for the fact that like he was really shitty. And that wasn't that long ago. Like, I don't I just want to like put it in your head. Just keep an eye out. Like, yeah. I'm not saying you got to like toss him to the curb, but like, whoa. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like every negative thing you said tonight was about uh, was about a woman. Or if he says something like, I don't think Trump's all that bad. Right. Like, like those are inappropriate things to say. Uh, well, to me, that'd been appropriate in almost any context, but uh, definitely at a holiday, be on your best behavior, meeting new people setting. Yeah, yeah. And I also just want to be so super clear that please don't pick him apart, though. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't think they deserve that. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Don't hyper focus on one small flaw and expand that to be their whole character, because it would. it's so awful when people do that to you, isn't it? Right. There is going to be a very delicate dance of keeping an eye out for behavior that fits the pattern that you've noticed because it's negative and it would impact you and your cousin. And also being open to the things that he says and the things that he does that are good. So if you are looking for the bad behavior, you're not going to notice him asking your aunt if he can help clean up. Yeah. Uh, And if you are looking for good behavior, you might not notice when he puts his plate on top of your cousin's plate so that she'll take it to the dishwasher. You know, Um, just I think being being observant and uh, being somebody who is looking for new information in general, not for anything that will fit your theory. Don't be a flat earther. Yeah. You know, (laughs) yeah, don't pick and choose. And then when there's correct evidence in front of you, just be like, well, I didn't I didn't see that. I don't. Exactly. <laughs> Listen to the scientists. <laughs> Listen to, to the to the firsthand evidence that you get. And the firsthand evidence that you get is going to be the way that he interacts with you. Jen, do you have any do you have any like if you had to pull out your tarot cards, how do you think that this night will probably go? Fine. I, I think it'll too. be a little awkward when everyone is introduced. I think people will have a glass or two of champagne. And I think your aunts will get to talking and be wacky like ants love to do. I think it'll be fine. I think there's enough people at this party that will um, either make this person feel welcome or act as a buffer. Or I think a lot of the work will not be on you. Yes. Um, It will be awkward, though. Yeah. How could it not be? Someone from high school is in your house. Get out. Oh, God. Or in your aunt's aunt's house. house. Yeah. Again. Even weirder. Yeah. It's like like there's like a horse in the hospital. Yeah. It's like a dog walking on hind legs. I don't like it. I'm not into it. Is there anything else we want to say about the holidays? Like... Oh, yeah. Um, Briefly, something I've been thinking about a lot lot lately is how important it is to have people on your team, especially this time of year, because you might be entering a family situation or awkward, awkward situation like this one where it feels like these aren't my people. Right. Like I uh, these people don't care what I think or what my preferences are. They don't know me very well. So something that I've, I've thought that's been in my head lately is like, know who your team is and your team doesn't have to look like a squad of like a girl gang or whatever. Right. Your team can be someone that you, uh, an internet friend. It can be someone that you podcast with or it could be someone that lives far away and you text. But like as you go into um, uncomfortable family situations or people who are who are just not as accepting of you as they should be, I, I hope you know to ask for grace if you need it from your people. Yeah. 
for my uh, Crumbus uh, advice, uh, I'd like to give a little advice to uh, all the gabies out there. So one thing that you can do is treat information about yourself as a precious commodity that you bestow upon people for good behavior. So if you're not comfortable telling your shitty aunt who is shitty that you're non-binary or that you're gay or that you're, you're a girl, yes, you are. If you don't want to have that conversation with them, you don't have to. They don't deserve that information about you. Loving somebody is mutually understanding them, like we always say. And you don't have to put forth that effort or that information if you don't want to. That can be something that you give to people just that you love. I mean, or you can shout it from the rooftops. Either one is fine. Yeah. But whatever makes you feel comfortable and safe is okay to do. Yeah, I really like that, Trin. I'm not a religious person, but I have a friend who is. And she was talking one time about how the message of her church, it was like on the marquee, was um, enter here or in this church or something like that. I can't remember how it started. But the message was uh, to be fully known and to be fully loved. Oh. And like, I thought that was so beautiful because like, what a rare thing. And let's acknowledge how rare that is. Yeah. Damn right. So good. Well, this has been friendshiping. This has been friendshiping. A holiday friendshiping. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. If you'd like to follow Jen, you can at Jen Dangerous. Jen has two ends. I think it stands for not November anymore. It's December. It's time for Crumbus. <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Trin and Tonic. You can email us a question at friendshipingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Alex Cox, our podfather and audio daddy. Thank you to uh, Transistor FM. Thank you to Monica Verma, our agent. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing our song. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for doing designing stuff. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. You friendship at the problem. Oh, frock. Frock? Frock. <laughs> frock, yeah.